Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Djokovic cannot stay, Prince Harry cannot come home, and the BBC cannot keep the status quo. It's Monday, January 17th. Here's your News Fix. The Australian Open begins today without Novak Djokovic. Following a hearing on Sunday, Djokovic was told his visa was revoked and he was ultimately deported. The Financial Times reported the three judges ruled unanimously against the player. Djokovic said he was extremely disappointed by the decision. While the deportation order means he would be banned from entering the country for three years, the country's Prime Minister has already suggested that could be flexible. In terms of the reaction on this from Serbia, the tennis player's home country has staunchly defended him. The Serbian Prime Minister described the outcome as scandalous. Prince Harry has launched legal proceedings against the UK government over his desire to pay for police protection while in the UK. The prince, who stepped back as a senior member of the royal family in 2020, said it is too dangerous to return to the UK without the guarantee of police protection. The news sparked a lot of debate online over the weekend, with some reports excluding the fact Prince Harry wanted to personally pay for the police protection in their headlines. According to a statement from Prince Harry's legal team, his privately funded security in the US cannot replicate the necessary police protection needed in the UK. In Texas, a British citizen was shot and killed in a standoff with police after holding a number of people, including a rabbi, hostage in a synagogue. According to BBC News, the man's brother apologised on the Blackburn Muslim Community Facebook group, saying his sibling had mental health issues. All of the hostages were ultimately released within a few hours, and following the incident, two teenagers were arrested in England as part of the police investigation. Looking to what's happening today, there will be a secret ballot vote later for a new president of the European Parliament. The vote comes following the death last week of David Sassoli. According to the Financial Times, he is likely to be succeeded by a Maltese MEP called Roberta Metzola. Now the murder of Ashling Murphy. The latest news on this case is that a person of interest is currently in hospital and police are waiting to question them and gather crucial DNA evidence. Reports suggest the man was hospitalized with a variety of wounds on Thursday that he couldn't explain including some that are considered to be self-inflicted. According to the Irish Times, the outlet that seems to have the most detail on this case, the suspect has a partner and children. As you've probably noticed as well, the police have asked many times for anyone with information relating to a distinct mountain bike. That is because there have been reports a different woman was followed by a man on a bike in the hours prior to the murder of Ashling. It's important to note that no charges have been filed against the suspect. Now, in two relatively positive pandemic updates. In Ireland, the Irish Times had a headline over the weekend saying, quote, for the first time in many months, all the main pandemic indicators are stable or improving. In England, Minister Oliver Dowden expressed hope over the weekend that all restrictions could be lifted by the end of this month, saying the signs are encouraging. In some stark statistics, in the two years since the pandemic began, the world's 10 wealthiest men have doubled their fortunes. According to the charity Oxfam, their combined wealth has gone from 620 billion euro to 1.3 trillion. As The Guardian noted, while the income of 99% of the world's population decreased between March 2020 and October 2021, the top 10 billionaires added a combined 1.3 billion to their wealth every day. In terms of what Oxfam is calling for, it's a wealth tax. As RT News pointed out, a 1.5% wealth tax on millionaires in Ireland could generate around €4 billion Euro in revenue each year, while the same rate on billionaires could amount to €0.7 billion. Euro. In the newsletter, we've included a link to the full report, Inequality Kills. 
In Media Matters, the BBC faces some tough decisions about how to fund its future. Why? Because the Conservative government has decided the annual licence fee which funds the broadcaster should be scrapped beyond 2027 with a new funding model to be established. The government also decided the licence fee would remain at a flat rate for the next two years despite any impact on inflation. The Guardian said the move means the corporation will have to make hundreds of millions of pounds in spending cuts in order to balance its books. The Times wrote there concerns that senior Tories appear to be linking the settlement to the BBC's political coverage, particularly in the wake of the recent reports of parties in Downing Street. Remember that there are reports that up to 35 letters of no confidence in the Prime Minister have been received. In order to trigger a leadership battle, 54 letters are required, and it's something we'll definitely keep a very close eye on. Now, something we're watching out for reframed Marilyn Monroe, a new four-part CNN docuseries which began last night takes a look at the legacy of one of the most influential women of the last century. According to the description, the series re-examines Monroe's story to uncover themes of feminism, sexuality and power that continue to drive the cultural conversation today. And in the newsletter, we've included a link to the trailer and it honestly looks like a really interesting watch. And lastly, today marks Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Every year on the third Monday in January, the US celebrates the day. The civil rights advocate has often been described as one of the most influential activists of the 1960s. That's today's fix. Have a great day.